Hello, Raider Nation. It is July 19th, 2020, and this is the Angry Raider Podcast. I am the Angry Raider. Uh, Why do we call this the Angry Raider Podcast? Well, because I'm a Raiders fan, and for the last 17 years, like you, if you're a Raiders fan, I've been very angry. Damn, our team has sucked. We've been watching our team get their asses kicked every Sunday for the better part of the 17 seasons, and it is incredibly frustrating. And I'm angry. I'm pissed off about it. I'm angry about it. Uh, piss off Raider doesn't sound nearly as good as Angry Raider. Um, you know, maybe it did. Maybe it was a little, maybe it was a little uh, quick with the Angry Raider thing, not the piss off Raider thing. But anyway, I'll stick with Angry Raider. Uh, anyway, so yeah, this is going to be uh, my venting about uh, all things Raider Nation. Uh, a little bit about my ideas and uh, what I what I think about the what I think about the Raiders and how I think things are going. So for the last seventeen years, things have been going very very shitty. Uh, hopefully they get a lot better, but you know we'll we'll see what what comes of it. Uh, I do think that that things are going to get better. Uh, I think the John Gruden move uh, was really really good. I think hiring Mike Mayock was great. I think moving to Las Vegas is going to be great for this uh, franchise. I'll get more into that in my later episodes, but uh, for now, I just know that I think things are heading in the right direction, and that things are going to get better. And I'll talk more about that. Uh, but so a little bit about why I'm doing this. There's really three reasons why I'm doing this. Um, uh, one, I need a hobby. Uh, I, re- I really need a hobby. So a little bit about myself. Um, in my mid-30s, and when you're in your mid-30s, a lot of things that were fun in your 20s are just no longer fun. It's kind of a natural uh, natural way of things. It's just no longer fun to go out and do the things that uh, were once fun when you're in your 20s. And so I find myself uh, needing things to do. Um, and that I'm... I'm living in Italy right now. I'm an American citizen uh, living in Italy for work right now, and it's really definitely kind of changed things uh, from my life. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, it's just me and my wife here. We don't have any kids yet. So we travel a lot, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, we just got back from Rome. A uh, little heads up, you don't need to go to Rome. Rome is kind of overrated. Me and my wife, we had fun. We enjoyed it. But uh, And if people come visit us, we're definitely going to take them to Rome. But you don't have to do to Rome if you're planning any trips in the future. But anyway, getting away from that, um, yeah, I definitely need a hobby. And so uh, my wife gets mad because a lot of times I love talking football. I, I really love talking football. And it's really fun. Talking football is more fun with people that you disagree with. Honestly, every chance you get, talk football with people that disagree with you. It is much more fun than talking with people that agree with you. Now, obviously, talking with people that do agree with you, it is fun as well, and it's not nearly as stressful. It's a lot easier, and you don't have to tell people uh, why they're wrong so much. But it is it is a lot of fun talking with people that disagree with you. Um, whether and that and that goes that goes for all things. Like whether it's the Raider fan that disagrees with me that Derek Carr is a franchise quarterback, which seems to be kind of a touchy subject nowadays. Uh, I definitely think he is. Uh, or whether it's the Raiders fan that thinks that uh, the Raiders are absolutely horrible for leaving the city of Oakland, which I don't understand that at all. And again, I'll talk about uh, more of these things uh, later on. Uh, my next episode will be covering the. Uh, the move to Las Vegas, and then after that, I'll be breaking down uh, the team um, and things like that. So, I definitely want—I definitely love talking football. I'm a Raiders fan, and I—I'm uh, really looking forward to the opportunity to talk to so many people 
uh, potentially so many people. I really don't expect a whole lot of success from this. I don't expect more than three people to listen to these episodes, honestly. And um, but I mean, if if people do, if you know, a couple dozen people talk uh, listen to these, and we get to talk about it, then that'd be really fun. So that's really kind of my main goal. But also, the main thing that I really want to get out of this is kind of. Uh, is that I I want there to be a better place to talk about uh, about the Raiders that's not so biased. I have noticed, and I just I've noticed that the mainstream media in general is really really biased, and that's not just in the political world or in you know the entertainment world of media. It is it's even in the sports media. Um, and it is so inherently biased, whether it's ESPN, FS1, Sports Illustrated, Sporting News, PFF, they're, they're all just inherently biased, and they can't overcome their bias. And they're honestly kind of stupid because of it. Um, there are definitely people who, who aren't biased. Like, there's a, <clears throat> there's a couple in FS1 that I, uh, I, I watch them, uh, like Colin Coward. I don't think Colin Coward is very biased. He does have a few biases because nobody is without bias at all. But I think Colin Coward does uh, does a pretty good job. Nobody really likes Colin Coward because he says mean things. But honestly, he's he's pretty right. He's pretty spot on a lot of the time. Yeah, he's wrong about a lot of things. And um, and but honestly, people don't like him because he says mean things about their favorite team. Grow up. Get over it. Don't be such a snowflake or. Or, or, you know, just a fruit cup or whatever, get over it. Allow people to say mean things about about your team. Which, honestly, is one thing that I really appreciate about the Raiders. Um, Raiders fans, um, that I really appreciate about Raiders fans, Raiders fans in general don't appreciate a homer. They want the brutal honesty. They want the guy who's going to give, that, give it to them very, very straight. And uh, they can't stand the homer who just says, oh, yes, every move that the Raiders do is excellent. Everything that they do is awesome. Everything's great in the silver black dome. Yeah, Raiders fans can't stand that. And, but we also can't stand bias the other way. We just want an honest assessment. And honestly, anymore, you're not going to get an honest assessment from the mainstream media. Whether it's uh, CNN, uh, Fox News, uh, or ESPN and FS1 and for you know all these different places, you're not going to get an honest. You're not going to get the honest facts. You're not going to. You're going to get their agenda. You're going to get what they're trying. What they're trying to tell you. You're going to get what they're trying to manipulate um, people to to believe, uh, for for better for or for worse. Um, and you see this all over in mainstream media. And so it's really, really annoying. And so what I'm really hoping to do with this is that this is just going to be an honest place with as little bias as possible. Because and I say that because it's, it's honestly almost impossible to be completely without bias and everything. So, but uh, if you're a Raiders fan, I know in general that you guys appreciate honesty more than you appreciate homerism. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and yeah, I just, there's just way too many people about the, about the media that I can't stand. I couldn't stand listening to the guys like Shannon Sharp or Skip Bayless, uh, you know, talking to me about football and me going, are you serious? Is that what passes for real journalism these days? Don't get me wrong. Shannon Sharp, he's much more connected than I'll ever be, 
uh, in for the NFL. He knows more about football than I could ever hope to learn about football. But you can tell he's smart, but he's he's dumb because he's so hopelessly biased and he can't get over it. Uh, Skip Bayless, okay, Skip Bayless, he's not like Shannon Sharp. He's just dumb. He's trying to tell you why Johnny Manziel is going to be a stud. He's trying to tell you that Tim Tebow was a, a star. He's trying to tell you all sorts of horrible things. He's trying to tell you why the Dallas Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl every single year. He is incredibly, incredibly dumb. I don't know how that guy has a job. But, hey, good for him. He's making a lot of money spouting BS, so I don't resent him for it. I just think, ah, if that's the bar, that's a pretty low bar. I can do better. You can do better. And I think a lot of people are happy to get uh, definitely a an outlet uh, talking about the Raiders that isn't such bull crap. Um, sorry, I'm, I try not to cuss because I always think that maybe my uh, my nephews or my nieces are going to listen to this someday, and so I don't want to cuss a whole lot. Uh, if it annoys you, I'm sorry. If I let a few slip, uh, and my nephews do listen to this, don't pick up. Uh, these things from Uncle Angry Raider. Uh, listen to your parents, not me. Anyway, so um, yeah, so that's really what I'm hoping to get from this. Uh, you know, just a hobby to talk about uh, Raider football that I love, and to do it in a honest, unbiased uh, way that uh, where we don't have to rely on the mainstream media for it. I think those are pretty good goals. I think that's something that everybody can get behind. So if you're listening to this, share with the other Raiders fans um, and then tell me what you think. If you disagree with me, awesome. Tell me tell me why I'm wrong. Well, tell me why you think I'm wrong, and then I'll tell you why you're wrong, and we'll get into it. All right, that's really how that's going to happen. <laughs> All right, so, no, I, I definitely know that I'm going to be wrong several times, uh, and uh, because it, it's inevitable that I'll be wrong about about some things, everything. So, but now, so honestly, in 2020, if you really want the facts and you really want um, you really want the way things really are, you have to go to independent content creators. You can't rely on CNN. You can't rely on ESPN. You have to get it from independent content creators. Uh, and luckily, uh, the uh, for Raider Nation, we got a really good showing for uh, for independent content creators, especially on YouTube. Um, I don't know if you guys ever get on YouTube uh, and look up guys like Simone Raider. He does some really great uh, some really great work. Uh, him and Mikey Raider, uh, they they always make me smile. I always enjoy their stuff. They do a really good job, and you can really enjoy it. Uh, and then. Also, there's other guys like Jackson Kruger of Jackson Kruger Sports. He's, he's got a really good uh, channel there. Uh, definitely check him out. He, uh, he doesn't exclusively do the Raiders. He's a fan of a few different teams, and uh, the Raiders are one of them. And he does really, really great work. I really enjoy it. Uh, Silver and Black Presents, he does kind of more hype stuff, uh, hype videos and everything. But uh, I really enjoy the stuff that he puts out. Um, but probably, probably my favorite uh, the one that I think does best uh, would be Sanjeet T. Um, he does. Uh, if you haven't yet checked out, check out his uh, his YouTube channel, Sanjeet T. That's S A N J I T space T. Uh, just look up Sanjeet Raiders. It'll take you right to his channel, and he puts out some really great videos. Uh, he's he is a little bit of a homer. I'll admit uh, that's. But he, if nothing else, he can at least back it up uh, with uh, 
because he understands football so very well. I believe he played offensive line when uh, when he played. I think he played it at the collegiate level, uh, but maybe just at the high school level. In, either way, he really understands it. Like he could break down a play, and as he's showing you the film, he'll say, "Okay, this middle linebacker, this is this is uh, his job here. He's supposed to pick up the running backer, uh, the running back here. Okay, this." Uh, the defensive tackle here, he's got the A gap. You know, the uh, the B gap here is supposed to be done by this guy, and this guy's got this gap, blah, blah, blah. Uh, this cornerback is going into this zone, and he should uh, do in this zone read. And this is, uh, the quarterback is looking, um, he's trying to read what the free safety is doing here. Blah, blah. And so he's really good at breaking everything down. Um, and is just an absolute whiz with video. And so he does very very good work. I highly recommend him. He's a little bit of a homer. Uh, just as an example, um, he did he did a video a couple years ago on uh, Eddie Vanderdose, who was a third round uh, pick for the Raiders. Uh, I think in 2016. Yeah, I think in 2016. Uh, and he thought that Eddie Vanderdose was going to be a really great starter, and he was wrong, which. It, which isn't bad because I'm going to be wrong about several things as I'm doing this. And you guys will call me out and say, aha, you're a, you're a freaking idiot. And yeah, you'll, you'll be right. Everything. So, but he was wrong about Eddie, Eddie Vanderdose. But if nothing else, he was at least able to show you uh, the tape, uh, not just his highlights. You know, everyone is able to pull out the highlights and go, oh, look at this guy. He makes a sack. And well, yeah, he wasn't blocked. No, duh. So, of course, he made the sack. No, he doesn't look at the highlights. He looks at plays at like pretty much every single play. And he says, look at how he works uh, the offensive lineman here. Look at how he uh, gets sheds the block here. Look how he does the swim move here. And when you're doing the swim move, he this is what you're, this is the technique that you're trying to do with your arms, with your hands. And so he's at least able to back it up with that stuff. And so... Even though he's a little bit of a homer, he's at least able to back it up with some knowledge, and he does excellent work. I highly recommend him. But again, I highly recommend everybody, Mikey Raider, Samoan Raider, um, and Jackson Kruger, and several others. Um, so if you really want the real truth about things, how things are going in Raider Nation, get off the mainstream media. Get away from ESPN. Put down Paul Gutierrez. Even put down Victor Fur. I get it. I, I get it. They're very well connected. But they're trying to get clickbait. They're trying to to sell you to sell you to sell you something. They get paid uh, when people click on their stuff. So they're trying to say outrageous things and they create these horrible, horrible narratives. Um, one example of that is uh, Victor Fur just said that uh, he wouldn't be shocked. If Mike Mayock uh, returns to NFL Network and quits the Raiders, uh, that is really stupid. Now, granted, he did qualify it a little bit, saying that um, that he believes that Mike Mayock will be um, will be the GM for the Raiders next season, um, and that he said that uh, he wouldn't be shocked, and that's one step above he wouldn't be he um, one step above he would be surprised if it happened. But still, it created this huge narrative, and everybody's talking about it. Like, oh, there's this rift between John Gruden and Mike Mayock. That's bullshit. There isn't. All right, Mike Mayock and John Gruden get along very famously. They are both football junkies. They will disagree a bunch, as you and I will disagree. But there's a mutual respect between uh, between them, and because they're both football junkies, that they will get over everything. And I think they're uh, between those two, we're going to do really, really well. And that's just one example. And we can go. I can give you 
five more off the top of my head in just the last two years about how the media kind of twists twist things to, uh, to create clickbaits. Whereas with these guys on YouTube, you're not going to get that. So it's going to go much better. If you want a, the real, if you want the real facts about what's happening in Raider Nation, look to those guys. And hopefully with that, you can look to me. So with that, we will get into what I believe is the state of the Raider Nation. Um, yeah, okay, so uh, I shamelessly copied off of the State of the Union address, and it's not even an original copy. Uh, I think there's a podcast called State of the Nation, um, which I seem to remember enjoying. So if you get the chance, you know, you might check out that one. But yeah, so the State of the Raider Nation. Uh, overall, um, I'm going to kind of go off of the last two years. Uh, kind of because the last two years, that's when the John Gruden era started. And so uh, everything kind of really changed, and we started heading into a totally different direction. Uh, and overall, in 2017, or in 2018, 2018 offseason, John Gruden inherited a roster full of holes. Uh, you know, it didn't have any linebackers. It uh, need, has some holes over there at the defensive line, even the offensive line. Offensive line had holes. We didn't have a proper running back and just so many holes. And he had to dismantle the team. Uh, he traded away Amari Cooper. He eventually traded away Kelechi Assembly, uh, which I believe was the right move. Unfortunately, he had to trade away Cleo Mack, which I maintain he didn't want to do, but was kind of forced to do. And I'll get into that later when I discuss... Uh, And I'll get into that uh, later as I discuss all the things. And I'll get into that later as I discuss the um, the move to Las Vegas about why the Raiders were kind of why Khalil Mack kind of forced the Raiders' hands to trade him, uh, even though I don't think he wanted to be traded. I think uh, he wanted to come back, and the Raiders wanted him back, but it it didn't work out for several reasons. I'll get into that later on. And so that created even more holes on the team. And then Amari Cooper wasn't really working out for the Raiders, so they had to trade him away, creating even more holes. And so honestly, the 2018 Raiders quite arguably were the worst team in the NFL. Uh, they finished with a 4-12 and 12 record, but if we're honest, they could have very easily been 2-14. and 14. Very easily been 2-14. and 14. Um, they were a bad call in Cleveland. If you remember that 2018 game against Cleveland, it was a horribly officiated game. Um, there were a couple of bad calls away from losing that game, and they were um, like a missed field goal from the Pittsburgh Steelers away from losing that game. So uh, they could have easily been 2-14 and 14 and just been absolutely horrible. But... Um, so with 2019, everyone thought that uh, it was going to be much the same. Uh, people were very underwhelmed with the draft class that uh, that Mike Mayock and John Gruden produced. They thought Mike Mayock was in over his head being a GM, that he should stick to the booth, that he was just a uh, uh, an NFL network uh, guy, that he wasn't really uh, cut out to be a GM. And they questioned a lot of his draft picks, like Clinton Farrell and Josh Jacobs. And... You know, overall, those were very solid picks. You know, you can argue the Cleveland Farrell pick that he should have gone with maybe Josh Allen. And there's uh, there's definitely merit to that. But overall, Cleveland Farrell was very good. He's uh, very good against the run. And he uh, had to do a lot of things. And he came on very, very strong towards the end of the season and performed very well. And a lot of people thought that we 
wasted a first-round draft pick because someone said that you should never use a first-round draft pick on a running back. Uh, luckily, somebody, whoever the hell said that, uh, luckily Mike Mayock didn't listen to them, and they took Josh Jacobs, and Josh Jacobs had an excellent season and played played his played out of his mind. He did absolutely wonderful. So, luckily Mike Mayock and John Gruden uh, told conventional wisdom to go to hell. And they drafted him in the first round. It worked out really well. And so with all the other things going on, the, the A-B debacle. Um, if you're a Raiders fan, I don't need to get into that. You know what happened with the A-B debacle. You, and we don't need to get into that anymore. So with all that, a lot of people were saying uh, that, oh, the Raiders were the worst team. We're going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL again. That maybe the Miami Dolphins would be worse uh, because they're obviously tanking for Tua or something along those lines. Um, and if you, PFF even said that the Raiders were the worst team, uh, 32 out of 32, they said that the Raiders were the worst team uh, prior to the beginning of the season. And uh, most teams, most uh, analysts, like if you did the power rankings through all the different uh through all the different sites and all the different networks, what they do, what they do, uh, the Raiders were consistently ranked between about 25 and 32, usually around 28, 29, 30. And I knew that was absolute BS. And all the guys on YouTube knew that that was BS too, because all those guys, they, they, again, another problem with the mainstream media is that they're spread so thin that they can't possibly be experts on everything. You know, they can't possibly keep up with all 32 teams. And so uh, assign, they, it's easy to ridicule a signing like Richie Incognito uh, when, uh, when you're covering 32, 32 other teams. But for, uh, for the guys, uh, but for like the Raiders independent content creators, they knew that that was going to be a good move. I didn't know it was going to be a good move, uh, if I'm honest, but I knew that the Raiders had nothing to lose from it. I knew that they signed him to right around the veteran league minimum for one year and with no guaranteed money. And so if they needed to move on from him, they could cut him and boom, just uh, go on with uh, with their backups and uh, and Gabe Jackson and just be fine. But it was a very low risk, high reward move that worked off uh, very well. And so everyone thought that the Raiders were going to be absolute trash and uh, they kind of exceeded those expectations. And it's funny because over the course of the 2019 season, they exceeded the expectations from, be, from the beginning of the season. And then as the season wore on, they didn't live up to the expectations. And so everyone thought that the Raiders would win about three games. About five games was kind of the, kind of the uh, consensus. Uh, some people were saying that they're going to win like three games. And it was absolute, uh, absolute BS. Um, so especially with the first seven games, everyone, we all know the gauntlet that forced that the Raiders faced in the, uh, first seven weeks, but they came out better than expected. A lot of people were saying that they're going to be one in six, uh, possibly even own seven those first seven weeks. You know, they thought, Oh, maybe they'll win against the, uh, against the Broncos at home. Maybe they'll win that game, but they'll probably lose every other game. And then the Raiders, uh, they, they overachieved. They went three and four. Certainly nothing to brag about, nothing to be great, but definitely exceeded expectations. And then they won the next three games, and they were six and four. And suddenly there was talks about playoffs and talks about how the Raiders were going to even make a playoff run, about uh, how dynamic this, uh, this running game was and how Derek Carr is doing just great and the defense is doing just enough. 
but the and so then the expectations changed to they're going to be a playoff team and the last six games they went one and five um now yes they probably should have gone three and three um there were a bullshit call in jacksonville um we all know that one what we're talking about uh away from winning that game and then they were also they under normal normal circumstances they probably would have won in denver uh, when they scored that last minute touchdown they just wanted to finish the game so they went for two if they went for the extra point they most likely would have made it and most likely in my opinion would have uh, won in in overtime um so they probably should have finished 3 and 3 but the fact is that they didn't. And, you know, despite the bullshit call in uh, Jacksonville, uh, the Raiders still lost that game because they didn't, um, they didn't execute well enough. And despite that, um, you know, that uh, deciding to go for two and not go for overtime, which honestly I think was a correct call because at that point they knew it was a meaningless game. And so why risk anybody getting injured in overtime? So it was the right call. Uh, you know, just end the game, end the season, and you know, start uh, start looking forward to twenty twenty. But uh, they still lost that game because there's a few plays that they didn't execute. They got into the end into the red zone lots of times, and they turned the ball over a few times. They missed field goals. Uh, they missed field goals against Jacksonville, and um, drop passes were a huge thing. Uh, so even even with uh, those things going against them in the Jacksonville game, in the Denver game. Um, they still could have won that had they simply executed better. Um, and a lot of that is they didn't execute better because the team is is still young. Not Well, I don't want to say that because that's kind of making an excuse. They should have executed better and they should have won those games. Um, they should have caught those passes. They should have... Uh, they should have protected better. They should have blocked better. They should have defended better. But they didn't. But we definitely have hope that they'll do better in 2020 because this was a very young team. Uh, this team on defense, I think they had four starters uh, that were rookies and two or three more that were second-year players. Um, yeah, rookies, uh, Max Crosby, Cleveland Farrell, um, uh, Isaiah Johnson, uh, he was injured for most of it, but uh, uh, second-year players, you had P.J. Hall and Maurice Hurst. Uh, so most of your defensive line rotation was either rookies or second-year players. Um, and then Carl Joseph got was injured, Jonathan Abrams was injured, and so you had that going against you on offense. You know, we I, how many games did the – Intending starting offensive line actually play. I don't think it it was even more than five games that where Colton Miller, Richie Incognito, Rodney Hudson, Gabe Jackson, and Trent Brown all started and played all game. I don't th- even think they had five games all combined. And so taking all to, all these things into account, you know the Raiders um, the Raiders finishing seven and nine. Things are looking up. And then on top of that. We know we um, we know that Mike Mayock and John Gruden make a good team for drafting. Uh, they both have excellent eyes for talent. Uh, they're both yeah they're both great at evaluating talent, 
And Mike Mayock understands value really well, which is kind of a weakness of John Gruden. So between the two of them, they complement each other very well, and they uh, and they draft very very well. The and I, um, John Gruden, I think, is a very very good at drafting anyway. Now you give him Mike Mayock, who understands player value a lot better, and everything gets and it just completes. It makes it that much better. Um, and then on top of that, the Raiders have about seventy million dollars in cap space. Uh, which I know like the Broncos have something similar to that. They have about uh, $65, $70 million in cap space of, uh, available as well. But it's honestly not quite the same. I'll break that. You know, there's their $65 million plus in cap space is not equal to the Raiders' $65 million plus in cap space uh, because the Broncos have more of their own free agents that they need to sign. I'll break that down more. Uh, and I think like episode three or four, when I break down the other teams in the AFC West. Um, so the Raiders are in really good position to uh, to improve even better from uh, twenty from twenty twenty into twenty twenty uh, that they did that they improved in twenty nineteen. So I think overall it's going to go really really well, and and I'm really looking forward to twenty twenty to uh, competing for for the playoffs and even competing for the division. I don't think we'll win the division, but I think we'll be competing for it. And the exciting thing is, over the next five years, I think the Raiders consistently will be competing for the division and competing for the playoffs. And that at some point in those five years that they will win the division and at some point in those five years that they will be a legitimate playoff contender. Or not playoff contender, excuse me, a legitimate Super Bowl contender uh, some of those years. And in uh, in episode three, I'm going to break down uh, the Raiders what they what I think that they should do this off season, and why I think that they will uh, that they will be those uh, a Super Bowl contender, but definitely a perennial uh, division contender and playoff contender. Which let's be honest, we haven't been in the last 17 years. I think in the last 17 years we've legitimately competed. Uh, Contended for the division twice, legitimately contended for the playoffs two or three times. It's and so saying that we're going to legitimately compete for the uh, for the division and for the playoffs every year for the next five years. That's honestly pretty damn good. Um, I'd honestly expect that we win the division at least once, probably twice uh, in the next five years. And that we make the playoffs uh, at least twice, but probably three, maybe even four times in the next five years. So, um, and again, later in later episodes, I'll qualify that a little bit more. So again, thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, tell me why you enjoyed it. If you hated it, tell me why you hated it. And uh, I'll tell you why, uh, why you're an idiot for hating it. I won't. I won't do that. Um, maybe. <laughs> but no, I probably won't. But also, uh, definitely share it with your other other Raiders fans, and um, hopefully, this is something that we're going to really enjoy. So, this is the Angry Raider signing off. Uh, once a Raider, always a Raider. Stay faithful, Raider Nation.